Lifeway Leadership Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Five Leadership Questions Podcast. I'm your host, Chandler Vinoy, here with Todd Atkins. And once again, joined by Scott McConnell, who is the executive director of Lifeway Research. Scott, good to have you back. Good to be here. And today we are talking about, uh, this is part three of what we've been overviewing, uh, the research that Lifeway Research has just put out about the greatest needs of pastors. The first episode we talked about, just an overview of the research Episode two, we talked about the greatest professional concerns. And then today we're going to be talking about the greatest personal concerns for pastors. So, Scott, in case somebody has not listened and just to give them a little bit of a refresher, can you just give us a quick overview of this study? Yeah, we asked 200 pastors seven different open-ended questions asking them about their greatest needs. We took those and boiled them into a list of 44 needs. And then we went to a thousand a random sample of a thousand Protestant pastors and asked them about each of those 44 needs and asked whether or not that was something that they're needing to address right now personally as a pastor. And we had some follow-up questions that kind of had them narrow that list. So we, we have a, a really good picture of what pastors are needing to work on right now, what their needs are and what their chal- challenges are. Hmm. So last episode, we walked through the professional Concerns, those were developing leaders, people's apathy or lack of commitment, fostering connections with the unchurched, training current leaders and volunteers, very much on the skills side of things of pastors. We're getting into the personal side of things here. So what are those top concerns that you all found in this research? So several others that that land at the top of the list for, for pastors' greatest needs are, are really every question we asked about their spiritual their spiritual needs. So seven different things there. But then uh, a mental challenge of stress, uh, a skill area that they personally need to work on is their own disciple making, Uh, a self-care item of of consistently exercising, and then a couple time management things of of avoiding overcommitment and overwork and, and time management itself. And so each of those things I just mentioned, a majority of pastors indicate they need to address now they need to work on that it's a current need for them so you mentioned the seven spiritual needs um just just so those listening know what those are can you walk through those as well for us yes seven out of ten pastors uh need to invest time in in consist in their consistency when it comes to personal prayer uh seven out of ten investing in friendships and fellowship with others uh just under uh, uh seven out of ten saying they need to be more consistent in their Bible reading that's not related to sermon prep and Mm. teaching prep. Uh, Two-thirds indicate trusting God. That's something they need to invest in. Uh, 64% need to invest in relationships with other pastors and in their consistency in taking a Sabbath. And six out of 10 indicate confessing and repenting from personal sin. So out of all those spiritual needs, only 4% of pastors were like, no, nah, none of those are really on my list right now. Um, so <laughs> We need to contact those four pastors. <laughs> we probably do. We probably do. But I, I think a lot of churchgoers would be surprised, you know, thinking, oh, you know, my pastor's already there. They don't need to work on this stuff. Hmm. Um, but but really, pastors are saying, you know, this I, a walk with the Lord takes constant effort. Right. And so this is something that's a priority for your pastor, and it's something they're trying to work on. 
I think it's what's interesting too is you brought up in a previous episode that you also had them force rank you know, things. So it wasn't just that, Hey, here's 44 things. And, you know, everybody's saying, yep, that's an issue on all those. Um, but you also had them force rank. Did it like, did anything change when they force rank those? Uh, prayer stayed at the top of the list, uh, a quarter of pastors. That was the one out of that list that they're, they're most needing to work on. Uh, but taking a Sabbath jumped up into the number two spot, uh, tied with trusting God and, you know, just, being consistent in 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 taking a Sabbath, you know, is, is the issue because things come up and 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 it's and you know I really need to spend some time on this. I really need to help somebody out, you know. And, and yet, you know, God rest worked six and rested one, and that's the pattern that uh, not only asked us to follow as, as as a matter of course, but He created us in such a way that we need it. Mm. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's such a good statement. Even as I look at stress being one of the number one personal concerns and then below that, and we'll come back to disciple making, but just even as you've, you kind of framed it in the self-care of consistency and exercising, avoiding overcommitment and overwork and then time management. I think what's really, we've talked about this, that the pastoral role as a job, as a career is it's very different in ways. We're not trying to say like, that's just a caveat to be like, well, these things are going to be, but it's, it's, there's times where it's hard to understand where, what is work and ministry and what is my personal life? Because those things blur so easily because ministry is life. And if you're not careful, you're, you're on 24 hours a day that can lead to stress and you're not creating clear boundaries. And, you know, we've, we've interviewed a lot of people over the past um, couple of years. And one of the things even that I've, Somebody asked me the other day, they say, hey, as you've as you've done so many different interviews, what is kind of some of the things that rose to the top? And one of those was silence and solitude and Sabbath. And I feel like a lot of pastors, you know, some that come to mind are John Mark Comer, um, Robbie Gallaty, um, and, and of just how they shared that. And they said, hey, that helped me so much in being able to first off hear from the Lord, which goes back to even the number one spiritual need of prayer. Uh, you know, in order to lead out and lead a church, you should be unbelievably connected to God and, and you should never do that on your own. Feel like you're doing it on your own. But so many of these I've just even heard from, and, and this is research backing it up by anecdotal interviews where we're talking with people and they're like, well, I'm just trying to get really better about managing my calendar because if I don't, if I don't manage my calendar, somebody else will, and it'll so quickly fill up. So it, it's, I don't want to say it's encouraging because these are these are not encouraging places, but it's this is giving research to what we've heard anecdotally as being areas where we need to to grow uh, as pastors. And, and it fits scripture. You know, the, the illustration in in Acts, you know, when were deacons first appointed? You know, when there was stuff to do, there was some, mm -hmm. you know, there was some so, some some disunity. We need to step in. We need to do some work right now. But then when the deacons were appointed, why were they appointed? So that so that the apostles, the elders could spend time on prayer and time in the word. You know, that that relationship with God is, is so vital for, for a leader, for a pastor. Um, and it's so, and it's vital for members. And, mm. But but you've got to be modeling that you've got to live that out yourself to, to ask your people to do the same. And uh it, and and it takes constant protecting of that time with the Lord and protecting of time 
uh, with family and, and the like. I'd like to come back to, you know, we kind of talked about the self-care items. We talked about, you said disciple making. 63% of pastors saw this was a big area of need to address in their own life. Can you give, uh, and you may not be able to do this, but can we kind of double click into that and what that really means? Are they saying, hey, I am not um, discipling others in my life? Or how, when you guys ask that question, you may not be able to get here. What exactly were you asking to get to that that number of 63%? So we were asking about skills that they personally need to develop. And, and, and so, you know, we saw on the list of the top needs that, that pastors um, are wanting to, to develop leaders and volunteers yep. within their church. Uh, but here we're, we're getting to the personal side of, of what are some skills you need to develop. And, you, you know, yes, technology is on that list, not surprisingly, and, and administration and things like that. But disciple making uh, is something that that a large number of pastors are saying, you know, that's something I actually need to work on. Mm. So when they start talking about discipleship in their church, they realize, uh, you know, a portion of them are saying, you know, I'm actually not living this out real well. I'm not wow. the best model for this. And, uh, you know, I, I may be reading too much between the lines, but, you know, for some pastors, you know, they may not have had a good model in in their lives. Yeah. You know, they, they may not have had somebody, a, a leader that they grew up, uh, you know, learning from who did that well themselves. They may have had a church that discipled well in other settings, but, you know, did they personally invest in others and, and develop, uh, uh, you know, teach people how, how to walk with the Lord. And, and, and so, uh, you know, disciple making, uh, you, you know, truth is shared from the pulpit, but that, you know, when we've asked pastors in the, in the past, they say that's actually not the best place to build disciples. You know, mm -hmm. you're going to build disciples in much smaller groups than, than, yeah. than, than in your te main teaching times. And so pastors are saying, you know, I'm investing a lot in, in those teaching times and some of those kind of settings, but I need to work on the skills in those smaller settings of one-on-one -on -one or, or one on just a few where, where I'm investing in people spiritually. Mm -hmm. That's helpful. And even I uh, went to one of the pages where it's, where it's talking about um, all those different areas. So we, we've only highlighted a few. Um, and one, what's really cool about this is the number one skill that pastors said they need to invest in is disciple making, which is just what you said, which is great to hear from pastors that they say, hey, I want to live this out first and foremost. And once again, it's so easy. And we were talking about kind of just ministry as life and schedule, but it's easy to go, well, I'm preaching. So I am disciple making. But what was really helpful here is to, to get into the granular of saying, let's Let's take the, the work side out of it. If it wasn't your role, are you making disciples in your own personal life? That's why we're putting it in the personal bucket. And that is a great reminder where to, to do that on your own, in your own personal life, to invest in those areas. But then below that, there is technology, administration, leadership, counseling, conflict management or resolution. And then below that is communication and preaching, which uh, 5% said preaching. So a lot of pastors feel like they're, <laughs> they're great on the preaching side of things. Hey, I need technology help, yeah, but I, I've got it on the preaching side. Um, but I'm sure, and, and I know you said this on the front end uh, of this, we said, Hey, of course this, this study did happen from 2020 to, uh, 2021, which is COVID. Uh, but you did ask pastors to not bring the, that lens into it, try to remove COVID out of it. But technology 
I mean, if it was a skill that they need to invest in without that, I am sure that shot up even more, right? Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think the awareness there, you know, moved way up as, as churches that hadn't even thought about live streaming suddenly, you know, within a week or so had to, right. had to live stream. And and kudos to churches for, for making that leap. But, but there's a bunch of pastors who say, you know, there's probably several other leaps I need to make, whether it's social media or other technology that our church needs to, to begin to utilize that could help us uh, reach more people or just can communicate better. Um, that, that I think their awareness is, is much higher. Mm. So as as we talk about kind of going back to the, the personal side and then probably even the self-care aspects, are these results just a reflection of what everyone in society is experiencing at this time? Or is this something unique about what pastors are dealing with these days? I, I think every one of us has a version of this. Uh, you know, we, we all have to manage our time. Uh, all of us have sources of stress in our lives. Um, and, and if you're a follower of Christ, you, you want to be investing in that walk with him. And, and so in that sense, yes, the, the, these are the, these are Christian needs um, that, that pastors are reflecting. Um, but when you look at it through the role that they're filling as a leader in the church, um, you, you know, there's definitely more to it on each of these. Right. Well, everybody's feeling, you know, distraction. Uh, everybody's feeling stress. Everybody's feeling, I, I, I think, time management issues. So I would, I would imagine, in some ways, it's a reflection. But as you pointed out before, the unique role of pastoring just requires a certain extra set of skills. <laughs> and you know, as we asked about these seven different minist- you know, different areas of their role. Uh, when we finally got them to prioritize what's the one thing you need to work on, very few pastors picked one of these personal needs as, right. as the top thing. And it can be so easy as a pastor, you know, with all these demands uh, on you to, to take some of the personal side of things and say, I'll get to that later. Mm. And and really, you have to be intentional and proactive um, when it comes to self-care, when it comes to, t- you know, boundaries around, you, you know, the time demands on you from church to protect your family. Um, if you're not proactive in those areas, th- that's going to disable you faster than th- than the ministry things. And and at the end of the day, uh, you know, th- taking care of yourself personally um, is the only way you can be successful in ministry. Um, Mark, Mark Dance has shared before that being a pastor is the only role where you have to be successful at work and at home. Hmm. And that only happens if you're protecting that time and, and you're making a priority out of the personal side of, of your life. We know that the calling of a pastor demands community. Without it, they risk falling behind. They may even struggle with staying engaged and encouraged and can even burn out. Youth Ministry Booster is a membership-based community of over 400 caring and growing youth pastors around the country who are supported by peers, aligned to ministry vision, and focused on becoming more organized and more emotionally healthy. Youth Ministry Booster matches youth pastors into year-long mastermind cohorts based on church size and location, and they walk through 12 months of leadership development together, which equips them with practical resources to thrive in their role. So this year, 
support the calling and longevity of your youth pastor. Registration for Youth Ministry Booster closes September 1st. Visit youthministrybooster.com to learn more. Once again, that's youthministrybooster.com to learn more. Now, back to the podcast. As I'm, as I'm flipping through some of this, this research, uh, it says, which of the following spiritual needs are important in your own life to invest in as a pastor? Um, two of the big things I see here are friendships and fellowship with others, relationship with other pastors. Uh, friendships is 69%, relationships with other pastors is 64%. And then which of the following mental challenges do you face in your ministry as a pastor? 48% said discouragement. 28% said loneliness or lack of friendships. And something that I've seen, I'm, I'm in a cohort with uh, 10 other guys, and most of them are pastors. Uh, we, were, we were talking about the need for friendships in ministry. And not it's so easy to be superficial. It feels like everybody knows you, but not to be really known and to share the discouragement, the stress, the loneliness that is taking place. And even... As they said, hey, I need these things in my life, French, friendships and fellowship with others. Um, unfortunately, it's hard sometimes for the pastor to do that. You, you, not as, it's, it takes a special friendship and relationship for somebody to open up to their pastor and to hear from their pastor and the pastor to feel that they have the ability to do that. But then also relationship with other pastors to say, hey, I know what you're walking through. You know what I'm walking through. And we can discuss this together. So that just highly, you know, as I'm flipping through this, that's a, a big highlight for me is um, in all of this, we can so easily be lonely um, and keep a lot of these things to ourselves. So just the need to reach out to and create friendships and then also relationships with other pastors. And it can be really easy to say, well, COVID's in the rearview mirror. Um, and and yes, that, that was extra stressful. But but for many people, it was actually traumatic. Hmm. And so trauma is one of those things where, you know, the natural response is you bounce right back. And then the real impact of the trauma comes later. Hmm. And, and experts on this say that the best way to then, when you bottom out later, the best way to, to slowly build your, yourself to, to be built back up is to have somebody walking with you. Hmm. And as a pastor, you know, many people in your congregation experienced trauma during COVID as well. Um, hopefully, they're in a small group in the church where they're, they have somebody to walk with them. If you've not connected in that way within your own church, or if you don't have other pastor friends that you're connected with, that's huge. It's going to be hard to, to, to it's dangerous. It's dangerous. <laughs> yeah. it, it, yeah. it, it's going to be almost <clears throat> impossible to weather some of the impacts you've had from from trauma. And I'm not trying to be over dramatic with that, but the reality is, when stress is as high as it was for as long as it was for you, that does have an impact on your body and your mind that that will be long term. Hmm. It, it it is the difference between staying in the ministry. And leaving the ministry, um, we all, we know that um, it's not part of this study, uh, but we do know that the great resignation has has happened in our churches and to some of our pastors as well. And so some of that was, you know, they they um, were older and this was just, you know, uh, probably a good time for them to say, you know what? 
I don't know that I'm ready to, to, to lead this church into the future. I've done a good job in leading through COVID and, and I'm out, I'm done. And others, it really was, you know, the stress of dealing with it or dealing with the people or some of the things that have been brought out in the survey. And I'm just wondering how much, you know, how much better could it have been for them if they had somebody else, you know, to go through this with? Hmm. We've not seen pastors stepping away permanently at a higher rate than before COVID, but we're definitely seeing the same turnover we are in the Great Resignation, where most people in the Great Resignation, they've got another job to move to. Totally. And and pastors are doing the same thing. That's the reset button. You know, when, when you're feeling like, you know, we're, in a, we're stuck or I, I've had enough, you hit the reset button and you you, you get a honeymoon period at a, at a new place uh, to pastor. Yeah, and, right. Uh, You're just running from the same problem, though, potentially, if you <laughs> if you don't have those people in your life. Um, one of the things I was going to ask, you know, uh, when you get down deeper into the survey, you see significant statistical differences. Um, you've got a whole section there, you know, for region, denomination, attendance. Um, it, what was really interesting to me is, I mean, you know, there's some differences there, but for the most part, a lot of them are pretty similar, um, you know, based on age or, 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 or whatever. Uh, so I wanted to ask, though, are there any significant statistical dis- dif- differences that you would um, bring out in any any area, something that might be an anomaly? Um. Probably within the spiritual section, we see a couple by age that I think are are, are interesting. Uh, younger pastors are, are more likely to indicate they need to work on on building relationships with other pastors and 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 also building friendships and fellowship with others. And so, for younger pastors, uh, you know that that they're kind of fine. They're kind of arriving on the job. They're they're thinking about all the 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 things they need to do in ministry, take care of their home, and they've kind of left out the relationship piece. They, they don't have somebody other than their spouse uh, to walk with them. And so that that's huge uh, if you're younger in ministry uh, to say, hey, I, I need to, to look at the friends I have in my life and start start investing at another level in some of those friendships. Whereas on the other end of the spectrum, we see a good example uh, from from pastors age 65 plus, which there are 20 to 25% of, of American pastors are in that age group. Hmm. And we're very thankful that God's given them the health to continue ministry yes. for another chapter, because we've got, obviously they're serving a lot of churches today. Um, half of them, 51% of those pastors um, indicate that consistency in taking a Sabbath is something they need to work on. That's still a lot of pastors, but it, it's, it's a lot less than the overall number. And and so they're the least likely to be, to be mentioning, I need to be consistent in that area because they built the habit. And so, so the younger pastors have, <laughs> something, set. <laughs> they have something to work on. Uh, they, they know that they need to work on, on, uh, you know, building friendships, but they also have a good example to look to from a lot of older pastors who have, who, who have said, you know, my day off's my day off. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, and I'm going to protect that. And so there's 25% of those pastors, 65 plus younger pastors, go find one and ask them to, to mentor <laughs> you and ask you how to do these things. Well, absolutely. <laughs> well, Scott, as uh, this is the last question, as we look through all these, this data, this research, some of it can be a little discouraging, 
What is one reminder or encouragement that you can pull from this for pastors um, based upon the results that you guys have found? When, when you see so many needs, it, it really just brings you back to, to, to the whole idea of, of making sure you're being intentional about your priorities. And we see that pastors are thinking that way, uh, even as they answer these questions, not knowing where we're headed with the questions. You know, the fact that so many of them are, are talking about investing in their walk with God. Hmm. Um, I, I would just echo what they're already saying, that that has to be at the core of who you are as a person and who, are, who you are as a pastor. Um, but also making sure you're being very intentional about your priorities uh, when it comes to your personal life, uh, you know, what you're doing to invest in your family, your spouse and, and, and your kids, if you have them. Um, and, and as you, as you live out those priorities, um, you, you're living out what, what is at the heart of God, because, you know, when, when he gave his heart back in Deuteronomy, he's talking about loving him first and, and. And, and that love for him, you know, translates into everything else you do. Hmm. That's a good word, Scott. Well, thanks for joining us. Thanks for walking through three episodes of this research. And there's so much more that we could dive into. So if you're wanting to maybe even just look through this research, maybe some articles, you can go to lifewayresearch.com to find more. And if you have not listened to the previous two episodes, you're going to want to check those out. But other than that, we'll see you next time.